0: Thank you for joining us. This is Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. You're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. Hell yeah. Chris, DT Stealth Series bundles. Yeah, I'm so sick of hearing you talk
1: about them. (laughs) (laughs) So, a lot of people, they'll reach out to us, you know, because they have questions about their truck, of course. I think we've kind of built and established that as we could be a go-to. Yep. But building packages for end users or maybe a stage one setup now and you upgrade into the next level. I hate stages, but that's kind of the easiest way to put it right now. Right, And you had the great idea to put bundles together and we would broadcast them as a stealth series bundle.
0: I actually it it initially started because I had a necessity Um, when I started. I don't care how much you think you know about diesel. When you started a new performance company, they have a way of doing things. Yeah. And I kept running into people asking me, why didn't I offer the guy this other product? So right. I had to finally sit down and write out a list for every RPO code for the Duramax mm-hmm. and saying, here's everything I should recommend up until a built transmission. Yep. Here's everything I, sh- I should recommend up into stock injectors. Here's everything I could recommend up into 750 horsepower. Right. And then we originally spun them off in our power packages. Yep. Uh, we were encouraged to no longer use the term power packages. Totally happy. It was really, really great conversation about that. So we're, we kind of decided they also need to be rehashed because we hadn't really
1: addressed this yeah, in yeah. quite a few years. Yep, yep. So the Stealth series bundles are, are what we have now. Um, so they're the predecessor of the power packs that we once offered. There's some added kits or products in the mix. Yeah. Uh, Different power levels, per se, is probably a better way to put it. Um, But what's cool is, you know, when guys call in and they ask, you know, well, do I really need this? Do I really need that? No. Can you get away with some of those parts not being in or implemented in that power output? Probably not. But if you want to do everything you can possibly do to that truck to get the most out of it at that specific power level... We literally have like show notes. We we have a breakdown of everything that's needed. It's a done deal at that point. Absolutely. So it gives guys, you know, an idea of, of what to either budget for, what to, you know, shoot their goals for and uh, you know, inspired to have that down the road. So
0: yeah, it's really cool. And we've been rolling out those videos uh, this week and uh, last week. So if you guys ha- are looking for your specific RPO code, feel free to jump on DuramaxTuner.com, yep. go to your RPO, and then click on Power Packages. You'll find the Stealth Series bundles in there, yep. uh, or jump on YouTube and just search LLY LB7 whatever yep. uh, Stealth Series bundle should bring you right up to the Duramax Tuner page. Yeah. Yep. So really good stuff there. Uh, if you're wondering, I got I got a truck. It's bones stock, what should I do? Or, hey, I got some basic mods, what's my next step? We, Like Chris said, we kind of designed these to help you guys know, here's what we recommend. Yeah.
1: And everything's broken down into description, you know, to kind of give you a little bit better understanding. From there, you know, I encourage you guys, give a call over to the shop. Any of the sales guys there are more than knowledgeable to help kind of guide you in that direction. I know the majority of them have had these trucks. They've ran similar stuff in the past. So, yeah. you know, get some real world experience, data, information there's a reason we recommend what we recommend so i dig it man absolutely yeah and uh comments are
0: always great on that so if you guys have any comments uh throw them up on youtube i'd be happy to try to reply to you chris this week exergy do's and don'ts you're gonna kick off the do for me yeah Uh, this is uh what does exergy say
1: you should do so this is this is a personal thing too so um guys call in you know call in exergy call us whatever uh my truck's dropping rail pressure Okay. It's dropping rail pressure. So rail pressure is referred to as high pressure. High pressure that your CP3 contributes through the common rail to the injectors. So my truck's dropping rail pressure, I need to do a CP3 pump. Right. Right? So I actually, uh, in a couple prior episodes to this, uh, I had said that I bought a LB7 project truck, kind of went over some of those things, and I thought that I was going to have to do a CP3 pump. Well, CP3 pumps are generally a thousand bucks. Okay. Yeah, easy. So um, I utilize resources. Um one of my best friends is a tech of a very reputable Duramax shop. <laughs> and uh I had him I had him do his uh you know legwork and diagnose the truck. Come to find out it was not the pump. Um it was a fuel filter head and some incorrectly ran fuel lines, if you will. Yeah. Um I actually ran into a scenario where the fuel line that goes from metal on the frame rail to a rubber line going into the engine bay that was collapsed. Oh, really? Yes. Yes. So, so supply. So you had a
0: supply issue. It was a
1: supply issue. So instead of spending a thousand dollars and labor to do that, to still have the problem. To still have the problem. Um, I was into it for a fuel filter head, which is about 110 bucks on Amazon. Yeah. And uh, a couple of fuel lines and my reputable mechanics time. (laughs) Um, So do your diagnostics, guys. Don't go online and read what other guys are uh, experiencing symptom-wise and automatically assume that you have the same problem. Chances are you might not, um, and it might cost you a lot of money. It might not cost you a lot of money. So you got to work from where everything stems from, being the fuel tank, yeah, and then work your way up into the high pressure side. So Full diagnostics. Full I diagnostics.
0: Like I like that. Today's don't, uh, this one's pretty simple. If you're sending in warranty uh, injectors, so you, you bought aftermarket injectors, whether they were honed or you bought a new yep. set of remand, whatever, uh, you bought a new set, you, you want to send them in for inspection for warranty, what we've seen guys do is just throw them into a box and ship them in. Don't do that. Yeah. Uh, label what cylinder they came out of. Yeah. This is really important for testing, for diagnostics, so, and falls right in line with what you were saying. Right, right. Look at everything. Think yeah. about how would somebody else solve this problem, yeah. right? Because I mean, they weren't there to say, oh, the one with the, the scratch on the top, that, that mm-hmm. cylinder one." Right.
1: right? You know, guys call in, hey, you know, I have LBZ Duramax. I check my balance rates, In uh, injectors 4 and 6 are, you know, plus 5, and the rest of them are in spec. Well, it's probably pretty smart when you pull them, like you said, to label them, so XRG, or, or whatever company you're going to work with, yeah. knows, hey, these were the problematic injectors. Is there something here, or is there something more going on? Is the truck maybe messed up, wiring harness-wise? Who knows? We've seen some crazy, crazy stuff over the years, so yeah. uh, being a little bit more up to speed on information, you know, more info, the better. Be smart,
0: man. I love it. Uh, Well, flying right along today, we have our WC Fab segment. uh, is from Facebook, and this is a chance where when you send in a message to our Diesel Performance Podcast Facebook page, uh, we'll read out what your question is, and Chris and I will talk a little bit about it and try to. We usually try to pick ones that it's somebody asking for advice. Uh, So here today we have Mike Custer. Mike, thanks so much for sending us a message. He has a great intro here. So he says, hey, guys, I've been listening to the podcast, and I hate to be another one of those guys with quotes. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: But I know diesels, but only stock ones. I've never really tuned or built. I was wondering if I could get a little insight on MM3 tuning for an 3 6-speed, 5.9 Cummins. I plan on doing a set of injectors from Mopar since I work there and get them at a good price. Since mine are getting a little weak at almost 200,000 miles, it seems time. I also plan on doing a fast 95 to get rid of the junk low side pump, along with a stealth 64. Does this sound like a good start, or would you recommend a different route? I plan on daily driving the truck, occasionally towing with it. Any help in the right direction would be great. I have been doing all the research I can about the stealth, and I'm definitely swapping the stock turbo for it. I'm just not sure about what injectors to go with for tuning. If I should stay stock or go 50, 100 horsepower over, I would love to get to five to 600 horsepower range. Like I said, any insight would be great. Mike Custer, this is right up Chris's alley. We've talked about this, uh, these kind of trucks a few times, mm-hmm. and I think we, we highlight them because we do love to talk about these trucks. Yeah. Chris, you've done a couple of builds uh, personally with just 100
1: horsepower or 50 horsepower injectors, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, the thing here to take away from what Mike said is he's— really modest in the power goal of the truck, you know, being at five to 600 horse. Sure. uh, We've done a lot of testing. We know that a stock size injector is capable of doing that. Um, Unless you were looking to exceed that, you know, 600 number, I would say just stick with a stock set of injectors. It's not going to break the bank. It's a little bit more cost effective. Um, I mean, but really, you're in there and you're doing it and you work at Mopar and you get right. a deal. Would you not do the, at least the 50s? I Honestly, I wouldn't because there's still an added cost there. And there's other things that he did not mention that I think need to be addressed. Okay. So it, kind of build a, a blueprint, if you will. Okay. He's interested in a turbocharger. Great choice, of course. Um, It's a six-speed truck, so it's a six-speed manual trans. And he's looking to potentially make power out of the truck that a stock clutch is simply not going to be able to handle, let alone a 200,000-mile clutch. Um, So how I would go about it is injectors are number one. Uh, Too many times I see guys where they push stock injectors past their uh, lifespan, if you will, and they take out motors. It happened to mine on my 07. Um, So do the injectors, get them done, honestly, for the 500-horsepower mark. Just stick with stock ones. Uh, It's going to be really nice uh, when it comes to custom tuning, or even if you do like a box tuner, they're not going to overfuel the truck, where once you get into a 50 horsepower or even the 100 horsepower, it's going to be a a smoke show on a box programmer, of course. Um, We're not really doing anything with the CP3, meaning that we can leave the CP3 alone. If you were to reap all the benefits of like a 50 horse injector or a 100 horse, you're going to have to go with a bigger pump. Um, So keeping the budget in mind, stock injectors, uh, replacement go for a stealth turbocharger 64 uh we over at calibrated power have the mm3 tuning so we can offer custom tuning for your specific application offer him some tow settings offer him a daily driver setting a max effort setting for that setup yeah um and gives him the ability to grow maybe he doesn't want to do the turbo right now that's in the future well we could tune the truck accordingly now modify the files moving forward Um, but we're going to have to address the clutch and then i would address little things like um If he's staying on stock turbo, I leave the stock intake on. Once we go and upgrade the stealth turbo, I would say let's throw like an S and B cold air on there. Um, The stock exhaust would suffice if he's one of those guys that likes the truck a little quieter. Um, If he wants to open it up, go with like a four inch, maybe add a muffler, two or three, who knows? Um, (laughs) (laughs) And and kind of go from there. And you know, just the basic wellness check of the truck. Yeah, is he wrong to go with fifty horse injectors? No, Um, but I would say from personal experience. Um, And simplicity, money, uh, there's still going to be an added cost, and I think that money could be better spent in other places for what he's after.
0: I would, I would say the only caveat I would put on there is if you're planning on going bigger down the road, right. uh, throw the injectors in now. If you're already doing them, yeah. uh, and you you might build the truck later, throw the 50 horsepowers in there. We yeah. can dial back the smoke output pretty well with, the with MM3. With the custom tuning, uh, yeah. yeah. So with custom tuning, we have some play there. Now, if you're never going to go over this horsepower, if you're never going to break mm-hmm. 550, call it, uh, then don't worry about it. Like you said, oh. stick with the stockers.
1: And I think one of the other reasons, and I bring this up to you know guys is, If you were to go with like a Bosch Motorsport, you know, 50 horse or 100 horse injector, uh, companies like Exergy can't modify those. Right. So they have to go with a stock size nozzle. 50 horse versus stock injector, I really just don't see the difference. If you're going to do that, just go right in the hundreds and call it a day. Fair um, enough. But if you ever wanted to grow past the capabilities of a 100 horse injector, you're going to be buying another set again. Yeah. Um, so, for that reason, again, stick with stock ones, run it. If you're within 100,000 miles and you've ran good fuel through the truck, pull them out, have them honed, and you're still going to be money ahead. Fair enough.
0: Okay, good points, man. Well, I'll tell you what, today, guys, uh, we're going to jump right in and talk to somebody we've had on the show before. Uh, He's been around a few times and a lot of racing experience. Uh, We're going to go ahead and jump in here. It's Anthony Reams. All right, and Calibrated Power Solutions, of course, sponsors our special guest. And today we have a returning guest here, Chris. It's been,
1: we've had a couple...
0: Couple, a couple of times, times yeah. yeah. Anthony's been on the show. So, Anthony Reams, uh, how the hell are you?
2: Hey, good, guys. Uh, glad to be back. Uh, usually a sign that it's time to go racing or something, huh? Yeah, <laughs> kind of uh, in the downward
1: slope, you know, going to the off-season. So, you know, you we're able to cut some time out for us. We, we really do appreciate that. So, thank you. Appreciate
0: yeah. it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, no problem, man. I mean, really what caught my eye is a, a post on Facebook I came across with the St. James truck uh, previously um, – Well, it's had a couple of different looks to it, I I guess, over the years. Uh, So we'll get into a little bit of a history. But basically, I saw the race truck posted back up with you saying starting to work on it again. Uh, Can you give our listeners just a quick rundown of that truck, kind of what it is and what's in it?
2: Yeah, so it's a 6.7 deck plate motor. Uh, Originally, I had built it back in 2014 to run NHRDA Super Street. You know, things kind of evolved, and it's it's now a triple-turboed. Um, engine. It's got two 88-millimeter forced induction chargers out front. It's got a 102-millimeter forced induction uh, charger on the manifold. Um, triple 12-millimeter pumps, uh, um, you know, all I guess all your goodies, you know. It had a fire pump transmission in it, um, and we just kind of, we met the, I guess, with the weight of the truck and the horsepower of the truck. We just kind of met our match with that 47, and uh, you know, I kind of had to throw in the towel. I basically I gave up for a little bit. I needed a break.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I do remember back at UCC. Uh, give me a moment here. All right, and okay, there I am. All That's right, weird. so back at UCC last year, uh, you were driving the St. James truck. It, it was wrapped for St. James at that point, right? Because you had sold the truck to them pretty, pretty close to UCC happening, if I remember correctly
2: yeah yeah kurt and crew bought the truck in uh oh i think january right after pri Uh, i sold it to him turnkey Um, i had already declined my invitation to ucc well then he is you know now that he's got this truck he was interested so i'm like you know i'm in if you're in xdp supported us you know um so so we we jumped in
1: So, yeah, you had mentioned something, you know, the the transmission was giving you some havoc. You sold the truck early on or, you know, a a year ago at this point. What kind of issues were you running into and what have you done to, like, uh, overcome some of that?
2: Uh, Transmission problems, uh, you know, I I hate to call them transmission problems. There there was nothing wrong with the transmissions. The truck was built for Super Street, uh, NHRDA Super Street and that that requires you to be a minimum of six thousand pounds the weight along with that combination of the horsepower just just didn't work um i i had troubles with anybody that built the transmission for me it didn't it didn't matter so there's there's no transmission problem so to say it it was the weight and the horsepower combination so uh levon uh gave me some some great help um I, i mean i've I've used his his transmission out of his truck that was making laps. I put it in my truck and it wouldn't get down the track. Um, there, there was really only one thing to, you know, to blame it on, and that was the weight. We ran the same combos um, under the hood, um, nearly identical, same long blocks, very similar chargers. Um, I'd like to think that I I watched mine closer than Levon, but he had better luck.
1: So, <laughs> Understandable.
2: Um, <laughs> So, so, yeah, it was just uh, converters, just the weight. Um, it just it, it just didn't like it. So, um, you know, we, we fought that for two years. You know, I think 16, it kind of showed itself. Uh, we were still able to, you know, make a couple passes every event. 17, you know, it just kind of shit hit the fan. And then, then 18, we just kind of – we had a premature engine failure, Um Kurt and crew. He w- he was busy with his business and he didn't have time to get it running. I was taking a year off from all that thrashing, so we ju- we just set out a year. So there really were no transmission issues last year. There were just no attempts at racing other than UCC last year.
1: Okay. So now you know. You said the truck was set up for Super Street. Uh, you're in a different class this year, so the weight of the truck changes. Uh, walk us through a little bit of that.
2: Yeah. So. RIP NHRDA. Uh, you know they've they closed up shops So now we've got to dedicate a dedicated truck to a class that doesn't exist anymore. So so we've got to make some changes, which is kind of why I bought the truck. Um, we got to lighten this thing up. Uh, we got to get it to. We've got to get it down the track. We've got to make it make rounds and live. Or it's you know nobody's gonna nobody's gonna have any worth from it. So I sold the truck. Um, I still treat it like it's my own. I want it to do well for those guys. They have a purpose in spending that kind of money um, on a vehicle like that. So we're going to try and lighten this thing up. And, you know, we're uh, I guess we're going to have to decide if we want to run Pro Street or if we want to go to 590 with the ODSS next year.
1: Okay, and that was going to kind of lead me into my next thing with uh, the departure of the NHRDA. uh, You you do plan on running in like ODSS then or that's kind of where the mindset is?
2: Yeah, I, I think there's not going to be any dedication to any schedule or any organization, so to say. I mean, really the only organization left that there, you know, that's got a following is, is the ODSS. So, you know, we might, we might make some private events. We might make all of ODSS, or we might only make a couple. Um, kind of where it stands is I, I got out from owning the truck because, you know, I've got, I got two youngins that, that I need to – I've got a family life that I need to address on the business side of things xdp and and what i do for a career with the wholesale side extremely busy so really our schedule is is everybody available this weekend all right let's go racing right that's that's kind of how it's going to go for uh 19. well i I was just going
0: to say that that's got to be a much much nicer approach to kind of look at racing and get it back into being more of a hobby and less of a chore um but I, I guess that also does bring up: How does that impact like the timeline of getting the truck back together? Is there something that you're you are dedicated to that, like, hey, we got to get the truck back out for like this event, or is there something you're really excited about that's coming up next year?
2: Um, you know what? I'm I'm excited to I'm excited to get this truck out. Period. Um, you know, I I've had that truck for you know four years, and we didn't get to run it last year. Uh, I'm just excited to get this thing out, make it go fast. I know it can go fast again. Um, however, <laughs> my, my long night and endless amount of hours spent are just kind of over right now. Um, that's why I actually asked, I requested to have the truck at my house so I can slowly make some changes and stuff. But well. for the most part, it's going to be the same truck that it has been the last couple of mm. years that, that, you know, transmissions, didn't allow us to you know kind of show out um so we're gonna make some changes we got some really big changes actually um we got we got a lot of stuff coming Uh, i'm just going to try and chip away at it little by little it's not on the schedule it's in my shop so having two kids if there is any time that i'm looking for something to do i can go out there and start chipping away uh kurt and his crew uh ethan those guys are chomping at the bit to to work on this stuff and they're they're more than welcome at my house to work on it so hopefully we can we'll have some some wrenching parties out at my house and they're going to learn a lot and they're they're pretty motivated they want to be a part of it and you know i do too it, when you get some other people excited about things with you you get a little more excited but i also i, I gotta draw the line as far as You know my dedication as far as my day-to-day time. So.
1: I definitely agree with that. If you're around good people, good energy, they're excited. That gets you a little bit more amped up and more motivated to, you know, granted, you know, married couple, children in the mix, but it allows you to more or less carve some time out of your busy schedule to make efforts to get the truck back in one running piece.
2: Sure. Yeah, yeah. I want I want to get this thing out. I want this thing to go fast for them. Um, Last year at UCC, we made back-to-back hits just a mild tune to make sure everything was working uh you know we did nine nine o's and, and we had a great 60 foot that we duplicated put a little power into it and lost an engine so i mean these guys had this truck uh, brand new very first event third pass out boom there goes the motor um you know to drew and the guys at d and j uh they took great care of him um with with it you know kind of being a secondhand engine uh secondhand parts you never know what can happen most people you know don't find that they're liable so he he did a real good job he took care of those guys um it's got a brand new engine in it right now um everything's pretty much in there i mean if we needed to go racing tomorrow we could go racing tomorrow but um, i've got the truck in here to make some make some pretty big changes so
0: Gotcha. Okay. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about sponsorship. I even saw in uh, in the post on your page and a few other spots on, uh, around about the truck, people asking, is this still the XDP yeah. truck? And, and not really kind of, I think, understanding how sponsorship for a truck like this works. And you have quite a bit of experience, a day or two being around it. Uh, I thought maybe you could tell our guys kind of how sponsorship on a, on a truck at this level kind of works and like what do you get out of it? What do the sponsors get out of it? Like what do you have to give up to do it?
2: Um, man, really what you have to give up is a lot of time. You, you have to dedicate yourself. Uh, as, soon as, as soon as you agree or sign on that dotted line um, to accept product, accept money, whatever the case may be, you now have a job to do. Um, and that's hard. It's really hard this day and age. Horsepower is huge. The schedules are great. The competition is is outstanding. On top of what we called a, a street truck, you're talking about an eight second truck that was six thousand pounds. That's that's no slouch. So, <laughs> um, you know, on my side of things, um, sponsorship, I, I get nothing out of this racing, other than uh, the joys. I'm flattered that Kurt lets me do it. Um, I I love driving it, but I get no money. Uh, I don't do anything of the sort. Um, If I can dedicate some time to it, um, I do so. Sponsor-wise, this truck doesn't, as it sets right now, Kurt doesn't ask for a lot. A little product help, um, you know, a few things here and there, a couple discounts on some parts, um, advice, um, you know, LaVon at Firepunk, he's not gonna be a part of the truck as far as his transmission next year but he does provide a lot of helpful information to me um, on keeping the truck together the motor together because he's he's been through a lot of the same issues that i have so i mean there's some people that are mentioned as sponsors that are simply just it's just an appreciation announcement you know um xdp um i'm xdp you know I, i work there that that's my career that's that's the number one for me racing and stuff would be secondary um so, so they're, they're announced, they support us, uh, they want us to succeed, so that's, that's, what, that's what they're there for. Um, and then you got Dynamite, they, they do the injector side of things, and Ben Shetty at Dunright, he does the tuning. So, I mean, it's kind of a small group, it's not a, not a truck that's bringing in a lot of money, uh, nor is it being asked for, but I think there's a lot of people that, that are interested in working with it, but we don't want to under-deliver. Um, the last couple of years have been pretty rough. So we'll see how 2019 goes, and, and maybe we can reel in some extra money.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, I remember there was this like heart crushing moment where I was at UCC two years ago when it still when it had the XDP wrap on it still. And some troubles on the track, and you guys are back in the pit thrashing on this thing, cutting off turbos and yelling for, you know, channel locks and, and sawzalls <laughs> and shit. Like it, it was crazy, yeah. man. They're they're ripping through it, and the announcers are like, "Oh, no problem. That's the XDP truck. They'll just go pull a turbo off the shelf." And I'm like, yeah. "Oh, that's so not how not how, how works. sponsorship works, right? Like, one you nobody uh, just shows up with an entire inventory of of." shop like nobody did that i mean even guys who had lifts with them right like still didn't have you know an entire new setup so so it's always kind of crazy to me as as we start to work with more and more sponsors at duramax tuner and calibrated power of of what guys kind of think they're getting out of it and what yeah. they're putting into it, what and, their
1: expectations and, yeah, are, yeah, what, what
0: that exchange is yeah. like, and I like the way you phrase that. There, it's a job, you, you know. Once you're sponsored, you're sponsored for a reason. It's, it's not because you're so cool, although that helps. Um, it's, it, <laughs> it, it, yeah. it's because you know th- there's got to be that exchange back. So it's it's good to hear. Uh, I did yeah, want to
2: you know, and that's that's a lot of advice, you know, that, that that people can take, and it works great for me. Board Warner was a great sponsor of mine for a few years, and, you know, they had actually offered me money along with product, and, and all I cared about was product, and if I have an issue, get me more product. Um, I wasn't trying to make a living. I think it's fair to say that none of us are going to make a living in diesel drag racing. Um, you guys can do very well advertising shops and things like that, but don't get greedy you know if somebody's willing to support you and, and they're gonna give you a thousand dollars in product that's a thousand dollars you had to you know less that you had to spend that's that's just like cash you know so product product is the best and if I had a trailer load of product um, you know it, it would be a lot easier but it, <laughs> it's funny if somebody were to say well you guys are XDP you know you got all these parts um, you know endless money that's there's a lot of people that think that but I'd let them, I'd invite them to talk to Dan on that side who, who <laughs> runs the show, and I got news for them there. That, yeah. That's not how that, that company is ran. Uh, XTP is ran just like a small-time operation, so uh, there's been a lot of times I was like, what? You, you need 400 bucks? <laughs> I, yeah, I know, but I'm broke. Help me. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, big or small, uh, at least at XTP. It's Money, money is—it's uh, watched closely, and it, it's either going to be appreciated or it's not going to be there. So, you know, that's—that's—that's uh, that's, that's what's awesome about this place.
0: Yeah, no, it, well, it's definitely served well. Um, the, you know, we are really excited to always be involved with some of the XDP stuff. Seeing you guys out at Diesel Power Challenge, even though I did, Chris, did I tell you about when Anthony tried to kill me and me and Jeff
1: from XDP in mm-hmm. a rental car he at Diesel Power Challenge? He didn't succeed, so I don't know if I want to talk to him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> <It wasn't> me. <laughs> Um, somebody
2: else. <laughs> I've already been in trouble for a rental car incident at XTCP yeah. one other time. I know Dan listens to these. So wasn't <laughs> well, th- this was no, a rental right.
1: car. It was someone else's rental car. No, that was, just...
0: You're right. That was Jeff driving. Good call. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. uh,
1: absolutely.
0: Was we get out of that. Absolutely. <laughs> we get out of that. Uh, so, but as you're starting to stack up and and you've kind of worked through the, the years of experience of what it takes to be in racing and what it takes to, to get a sponsor and to keep a sponsor. Um, what is what is the rising level of competition look like for you? Because we noticed over the last couple of years, it seems like every other event, somebody setting a new record in whatever class or whatever organization, like uh, the envelope seems to not only be getting pushed, but getting pushed very quickly in, in this industry. Uh, where do you see that going with the truck? And do you have plans for... You know, you can't go out and just match last year's record, right? Like, you have to go out and beat it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so that's actually what happened, you know, 15 to 16. 2014 and 15, I was mid-pack guy. 16, I decided I'm going to make the commitment to be competitive. I I want to win races. I want want people to know that I'm in the other lane, not that I need them to break in order to win. So we made that commitment, and we did it, you know, we, we made finals, I think, every every race in 2016. Well, once I got a taste of that, I didn't want to let it go. And I had a lot of great help, and we still had that truck to do it in 17, but we just we just couldn't put it together. Uh, you know, Delecta, I mean, he killed it in 2017. I, well, hell, he killed it the last two years. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the level of competition is insane. Um, you know, the easiest thing to do nowadays is make, Horsepower Horsepower is just, it's like like nothing to to some of these guys. So the level of competition is growing quick. Um, It's getting really competitive. That's what makes it fun because I feel like though we've had a couple bad seasons, we're still at the top. We we know how to make horsepower. Um, We just can't get down the track right now. So uh, I think we're going to make those necessary changes um, to do that. Um, You know, uh, it's flattering to be able to be, you know hanging out at the top with with such a competitive group of guys now and and we want to do that you know that was that was awesome to do a couple years ago and i want to get back to that and uh it's going to take a lot of work and a lot of commitment for anybody that, that wants to stick their hand into that group of racers right now because they are all good all of them
0: I dig it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Anthony, thank you so much for coming on the show today and talking to our listeners and kind of giving us some, uh, again, behind the scenes of uh, what it's like to be in the top level of competition yeah. with diesel performance. Uh, any shout-outs you want to give before we let you go?
2: Uh, yeah, you know, XDP. Um, you know, obviously my employer lets me lets me call some of this racing stuff and weekends. I get to call that work. Uh, Kurt, St. James Diesel, allowing me to, to drive the truck. Dynamite Diesel um, for their injectors and, and Shaddy at Dunright Diesel. They're, they've always been supporters of me since I got into
0: racing. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, guys, this has been Paul. And Chris. Thanks for listening. The Diesel Performance Podcast is brought to you by Calibrated Power Solutions, home of DuramaxTutor.com. Calibrated Power develops emissions equipped calibrations for a wide variety of diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, Powerstroke, John Deere, Case, New Holland, and many more. For more information and great customer service, check out CalibratedPower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. I'm, hold on real quick, I'm really loud. I don't know what... Yeah, I don't know what happened there. All Man. of a sudden she started.
1: Anthony, all I can say we'll, is, we'll is we need like professionals here. Paul is not a professional when Never it comes claimed to, this. to be.